what he has done for you in this year.
I want to hear your voice. Oh no.
some Pentecost praises. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Oh, Pentecost praises is not hot. It's just Pastor Alex dance. Hallelujah. <laughs> Can we do some Pentecost praises? Yes, sir.
before the man of God comes over? Yes, sir. Can I arm you with some scriptures? Yes, sir. All right, please sit down for two minutes. Quickly, enemies of spirituality. Enemies of spirituality. I think now you guys are doing very well. I, I was enjoying the reading. I think I'm, I are doing very, very well. It's, uh, you too. Charlie, we're not body. Today, this morning, I was really, really enjoying it. Seriously. Wow. I like the zeal. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Okay. Enemies of spirituality. Now, let me tell you one thing. Being a child of God. Why is everybody? I hope you're on their way. Because the man of God is on his way coming. Friends, what's going on? I, I hope you're safe. Unless it's in charge. What is going on? Number one, enemies of spirituality. <laughs> eh? Okay. Are you sure? Mene. 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 So number one, enemy. You do your work well. Are you safe? Speak in tongues and, and, and let's see what God is doing here. Palazi Bahatas Redus Mahadis Mehetas Leba Shala Bahadontes in the name of Jesus. Please. 
I want us to check this thing. I don't like how things are scattered there. I don't like it at all. So get it worked, checked out. What is that? Quickly, quickly, go and work on it. I don't like it at all. Amen. Do I have protocols here? Are they working today? Protocols, are they active today? And I'm preaching and they are sitting down. Is there a special time you work, time you don't work? Uh, do you have time? Look at all of them are going together. Just something small. When I'm talking about altar standing and all of that, they are all confused. This is what happens if you have a confused leader. All of them. Wow. Amen. Your mom will find back with me if I never had dreamed last night. Where is Mark? The most confused of all. Where is he? You have to be very serious. You have to be very, very serious. Learn how to do this work very well. I hate foolishness. He's sitting down. Stand. Very, very serious. Speaking tongues. They have just poured the atmosphere. So speaking tongues to recalibrate it. Liba Shamran to Sebran Shamadalabasi, a Padalabas, in the name of Jesus. Now, this thing, no one is going to attack us. No one, we are not fighting anyone. It's just a place of discipline and respect. It makes people know that the house of God is a place we value, we respect. For example, if you go to the Bank of Ghana, you see security personnel everywhere. Two of us. Who is going to steal? Of course, thieves are there. But whether there's thieves, there are no thieves. Security personnel are everywhere. You go to um, your friend is saying, Clarkstaff House. Whether the king or oh, sorry, the president is there or not, security personnel are there. You go to the, to the museum. Everywhere. Where there is a place of value, there are people who are there to be sanctuary keepers. They are there to maintain order. They are there to signify that this place is respected and this place is to be valued. That's all. Are you with me? So you must know your duties well. So that doesn't mean you are a bodyguard or you are, um, you are serving God. It's a privilege to be the one actually standing in for God. When others are seated, you are standing for God. Amen. Ghana is a peaceful country. We don't go for war, but we have so many soldiers around. And they are being paid. Are you with me? So what do they do? So it's not anything. It's not anything at all. So please be very smart and know go about your duties and do it well. Amen. 
this is the last I'm going to be addressing this issue. As you see your man of God approach, that's the first thing you do. Give him respect. Don't come and sit down and be playing. Most of you have been playing too much. And one of the problems we have is jokes. We joke too much. And when we are to be serious, you still see us joking. Yeah. Still see us joking. So let's take things very, very serious. Let's take things so serious. And God himself would bless us. Amen. There are some enemies of spirituality. There are enemies of spirituality. Most of the times, it's not about you not being spiritual, but there are enemies preventing you from being spiritual. The Bible says in Romans, go to Romans chapter number. Can I have a Bible? What a blessing. Okay. I want to read from verse. Six, but when I see five, it's interesting. When I see four, it's interesting. So that's what I'm battling with. <laughs> and I want to go to Galatians. So. Before you enter 2020, you are going to be very so spiritual. Very, very, very spiritual. Okay, let me read from verse 5 why, because of time. I'm just trying to. Okay, this Bible is too small. Can I even. Is there an idea? Oh, that's why. I have it. Not seeing what I was even looking for. Go to verse 5 because of time. Romans chapter number 8, verse 5. Is Matthew around? Is he in church? Okay. I, I like the way you were leading the prayer. God bless you. His prayers were so on point. And I like that. So if you were praying alongside with him, you would have been. You know, and you know, when we are bringing these things, most of us don't take it so serious. That's why you see some of us walking around outside. People think we're just using it to mark time. But some people are receiving an encounter. And this is all because we lack spirituality. That's why I'm preaching this message. Amen. Amen. The word of God on Friday, I taught you that it's like the water we use to wash ourselves. The Bible says in Romans chapter 12 that we should be. Romans 12. Let's go with me to Romans chapter 12. Go to verse 12. I mean chapter 12 from verse 1. We all know the scripture, but I want us to read it. Give me from the New King James, okay? 
I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. This is where I was going. It says, and do not be conformed to this world. Do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Be transformed by renewing of your mind. That you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect. Now the Bible says that we should be what? Transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me see your mind. Where is your mind? It's in your head, right? Be transformed by what? Are you here? Can you talk with me? Be transformed by what? Now, when you are born, I wish I have time. Now things are coming. When you are born again, nothing changed physically, right? The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All things are what? And behold, all things are become new, right? Now, when you are born again, it's your spirit man that is saved. Now, the Bible says, man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in the body. So, your spirit man the Bible says, now, if you are not born again, your spirit is wickedness. Ezekiel said that the heart of man is, the word heart in the Old Testament, if you see it in King James, talks about spirit. I wish I had time. Are you with me? Ezekiel said the heart of man is desperately wicked. Who can know it? He's talking about the, the real you is not this one. This is not the real you. Maybe in the spirit side, you are a, a fair man. But physically, this is how you look. You personally. <laughs> the Bible says that man is a spirit, right? There's a loneliness that makes it very clear. He said that your spirit, soul, and body will be what kept blameless before the coming of the Lord. So man is actually a spirit, has a soul, and lives in the body. Let's say it together. Man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in the body. One more time. Man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in the body. So when you are born again, it is not this body that was saved. As a matter of fact, this body is dust. It is not your soul that was saved. It is your spirit that was recreated. That's what the Bible calls it, the recreated human spirit. It is your spirit that was, other translations use regeneration. Your spirit was regenerated. Am I speaking above you? So your wicked spirit was made righteous. So in the spirit, you are righteous before God. In the spirit, you are holy. In the spirit, God has sanctified you all things are yours. You are wonderful. You are free. You are blessed in the spirit. Hello? No, that is the loss of the spirit. But you may not see physically. That's why if you are born again, you are introduced to the spirit world. So if you are born again, whatever you see or do is spirit. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. 
Now, faith is the environment of the spirit. Are you here? Give me a wave. Am I speaking above you? Faith is the language of what? Joseph, at the edges, come here, come here. Come here. Listen. Joseph, come here. Sit here, sit here. Push, push. Relax. These are the edges. Then they come, come. Come and sit. I want you to understand. I think Baby, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be a no, be a no. I mean, shall. And the man of God can see the way. Senior. Is that an insult? The way you say it is. So, when you are born again, it's your spirit that is born again. I would mean. That is why, okay, there's a lot of questions here. Let me just try and stay by the way. So, the addictions, the mistakes, the sins are still with you. It's your spirit that is saved, not your soul. Not your body. God says your God saves your spirit, but He needs you to save your soul. Do you hear what I said? God saves your spirit. In the spirit, you are perfect. In the spirit, you are holy. You are righteous. You are so blessed. No devil can fight you, and all of that. You are okay, but physically, you don't see it. Why? It has not gotten to your soul. So your spirit is healed, but your soul is not healed. Are you with me? So God needs you to save your soul. Now, the soul, the seat of the soul is the mind. I wish I can have time. I don't want to go too deep before the man of God comes back. I don't like to preach and I'll be cut short. The seat of the soul is what? So now the Bible is saying that do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of what? So now you are saved. God must help you transform yourself by the renew. Transform how? Spiritually you are, you are saved but you need to transform yourself from that carnal state to what? The spiritual state. By how? The renewing of your your mind is the Connection from the spirit to the flesh or to the physical. That's your mind. And the mind is the seat of the soul. And in the soul, you have your will, your intellect, and your emotions. I'm just, I'm talking so fast. If you don't, if you don't pay attention, you may not get it because I, 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 if it just, I just decided to talk. To wait for the man of God. Are you with me? So that you really get double dues. Amen and amen. So when you are saved, your body is not saved, but your spirit is saved. That's why in James, look for the scripture for me. Look for the scripture for me. James chapter number one. I think. Through the savings of the soul. You talk about the savings of the soul. Now, James was writing to saved Christians, but was encouraging them. So if you are born again, you need to control yourself. You will still have strong desire for Shatawale. You will still have strong desire to do unnecessary things. But how do you save yourself? By the studying of the word. It takes the word of God to transform you. 
from a, 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 a worldly person to a spiritual person. You will still have desire to go for clubs, to be doing all those sort of things. James chapter 1, verse 21. All right, look at it there. He said, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to do what? Which is able to do what? So it takes the word of God to save your souls. Are you with me at all? So as you study the word, and now if you are born again, if you are saved, your spirit is saved, but your what? Your soul is not saved. Your body is not saved. So you will need God's word to help save your soul. You need the word of God to help save your soul. And that's what we're talking about. So he said, lay apart all filthiness. Lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness the engrafted word. Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your soul. The word is that thing that can change you and trans. So the Bible says, do not be conformed to this word, but be transformed by what? So what renews your mind is the word of God. Go back to the Romans chapter 12. It's the word of God. So as you hear the word of God, it's able to transform you. Now you know. Those times you used to feel free to sin. But now God's word begins to transform you. It talks to you. It tells you what to do. What not to do. Where to go. Where not to go. What friends to keep. What friends you should not keep. Hello? So when you come to church, you are eager to hear the word of God. Now, those times when you come to church, you didn't really you feel bored when you're hearing preaching. I don't know if you've been there before. Anytime you are going to church and have a preach, you just feel tired. What is all this? But now when you are coming to church, now God's word begins to shape you. Now you come to church, you want to hear the word of God. Today is Pastor Robert not preaching. What's happening? Who is there? What is going on? Now when you don't hear the word of God, you, you need the word. If by this day you are still struggling hearing the word of God. And you're born again, you don't say, you're born again. I would me at all. So, God's word must shift. Fine. How many of you believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin? Can a virgin give birth? How, how do you believe it? Because the word of God says so. And you believe it. You know, your mind actually does not believe it. Your mind is actually doubting. But your spirit knows it is true. Are, are you with me at all? For your mind to now accept that it is totally true, that you can lay your life on it, it means that your spirit has transferred it to your mind. You know when you copy and paste? So you have copied from your spirit and pasted it in your mind and now it has been pasted in your flesh. So you, you know there are some rare people get to, they don't forsake. 
I've forgotten the name of the man of God. He went to South Africa those times. There was some sickness when you contact by touching. Just was like Ebola. I forgot the name of the man of God. People were, it was so contagious. People were dying as a result of just touching. If someone is affected, you touch him. The man believed the word so much. It translated from the spirit, got to the mind, and from the mind to the flesh. He said, no, this thing cannot affect me. If I touch them, they must die. Why? Because in the Bible, Jesus touched a leprous person. And instead of him contacting leprosy, the leprosy man was healed. Those of you touch someone with leprosy, you also get one. So the man went and began to touch people. So when they touched him, people were shocked. Hey, what kind of suicide is this one? So they called him. That, Please, let's get your will. Like, like the people were shocked. This man is dead. Hello? He's about to die. Like, why will he do that? And they, they, they said, no, 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 I'm perfect. Now they checked the man who he touched was healed. And they said, no, you still have the disease. Hey, hey. So they went to do a DNA. They, test, they tested him and they realized that when the germs entered him, when the, um, the virus entered him, the virus actually died. His, virus, his immune system killed the virus. So now, now, people have been touching them who are infected and they were contacting the sickness. But this man touched them and the sickness was actually what? What is the difference? He has so believed the word from the spirit and has come to the mind. And now he's experiencing it in the flesh. Are, are you getting what I'm trying to say? Now that, that's the power of the word. So as you hear the word, now 2020 is going to be so deep in the word. I'm going to be teaching you so deep things of the word of God that it will affect your outward life. You just know why you can't fail. You just know why you are so blessed. Are, are you learning something at all? So do not be, don't conform yourself to this word. Give me from the message. I wish you have the, now, living Bible more. Living Bible more. Again, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Is that fix your attention on God. You will be changed from where? Inside out. You will be changed from inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you. And quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you. Develops well-formed maturity in you. It takes a lot of time to explain this thing. But let me see the living translation. I wish I had the living Bible. Can someone read it from the living Bible for me? Living Bible? Anyone has the living Bible? Okay. He said, don't, now, look, this, this also talks a little like that. Don't copy the behavior and the custom of this world. Now, if you're a child of God, don't copy it. You don't have to behave like the world standard. If the world people are doing things, they dress anyhow when they're so close, they have to open here for this place to show. It doesn't mean you should do that. Don't copy the standard of this world. You are a different kind of person. See, I'm a different kind of person. If worldly people do this and you are also doing the same thing as a child of God, you have come to down. Your level has dropped. Don't copy it. He says, don't copy the behavior and the customs, the traditions of this world. Don't copy it. Don't copy it. 
because everybody is having a boyfriend, it doesn't mean you have one. Don't copy. Are you with me? The fact that you're in a job, people are stealing to get money in your company. That's even you also steal. Don't copy. Your, your account is not facilitated by that work you are doing. It's God's economy. You are not depending. You know, that's what the Bible says. When men says there's a casting down. Or when, no, it says when there is a casting down, you shall say there is a lifting up. He said, don't copy the behavior and custom of this world, but let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Let me see there. So simple and nice. Okay, let's see what he has said. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. That's what I'm saying. But be a new and different person with a fresh newness in all you do wait, and wait. think. But be a new and different person. And a different person. With a fresh newness. With a fresh newness. In all you do and think. In all you do and what? And think. Then you will, uh, you will learn from your own experience. And you will learn from your own experience. How his ways will really satisfy you. How his ways will really satisfy you. So, you are spiritually saved, but your mind is being saved. He said to the saving, means a president continues something, right? So, how is your mind saved? How is your soul saved? And I told you, your mind is the seat of your what? Your soul. And your soul talks about three things. Your will, your intellect, and your emotions. So, that is where it is being saved. How is your mind being saved through your soul? Now, how is your soul being saved? Your will. When you were young, you wanted to marry 300 girls. Oh, am I lying? When you were a young man, when we were in, in KG2, class 1, you said, me, I'll marry 3, 5, 6. I don't ever said that to yourself when you were very young. Yeah. The boys live at less than fair. I'm a fair to my million you all. Tell me if I'm going to fair for me. Before you gave your life to Christ, how many girlfriends were you having? It was not 20. How many? Just three. Yeah. Look at you, just three. Hey. He said 22. You already know about 15. Jimmy, you are way in, you know. Now, how many girlfriends do you have? None. None. Is, is it those times? You couldn't. You see, just three. Oh. It means just three serious ones. Three were serious. The rest come and go. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you know, when you were young, there are certain things you wish to do. But when you began to grow, he said, when I was young, I thought like a child. I acted like a child. But when I grew, I put away childish things. In First Corinthians 13, right? The First Corinthians 13. Yeah. So you must understand these things. He said, "Don't copy the." Read, 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 read. Who was the one reading? So you must understand the word of God changes your will. What is your will? Your desire. Your desire. Now, you know. You should, you should believe, I, I wish, I, I, I want to have my, my own room. Those things, I wanted to be an actor. 
when I was, I wanted to be an actor. Why? Because when I watched Ramsey Noah, well, what's the way they were kissing the girls in the movie? I just went, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Hey! <laughs> so as I began to grow, I gave my life to Christ. Now I'm acting in Christ. People don't know I'm a very good actor. I'm a very good actor. In, when I was in Liberty, for my child, I was acting play, and I was very good at it. I've done every play. One time, I did a wedding, life wedding, Liberty, when I was doing my, my, my care. I'm a very good actor. I wanted to be an actor. I can act right now, you'll believe it. Yeah. Okay. I can act like I'm very angry with you, but I'm okay with you. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, that just by the way. So, so, ah, I don't know if you are learning something at all. So, the word of God can affect your will. Now, I don't want to be, what am I going to ask for? Yeah. What am I going to ask for? Now, my, your will change. You, 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 you will, you wanted to be drinking alcohol. You love alcohol. You should love to smoke. I have so many sons who are so good at smoking. Yeah. Yeah. I have a son who was so good at drinking. Can drink. He wills to drink. But he gave his life to Christ. The word of God begins to work. So to the saving of the soul. You allow God's word to affect your soul. Are you with me? Those times I have times here where I used to go to the, the, the smoke. We're good smokers. Very good smokers. Eh? Very good smokers. The way people are laughing, I don't know what they're talking about. But they are very good smokers. But now, if I feel I'm a tongue, I get what I'm trying to say. They, they, they came and they had the word, and the word as. I love you, Mali. The, the, the word has affected. I'm not saying him. I'm just like, are you with me at all? South African. No, no, no. They don't only want these things. I'm with them. Yeah. High in the Holy Ghost. So it saves you. It changes your will. You want to do this thing. It, it, so gradually, it works on your will, your intellect. Your will shifts from looking for a girl to looking for a soul. Looking for a girl to him than to looking for a soul for God. The word changes your will. It changes your intellect. Your mindset becomes scriptures. It becomes filled with the spirit. What do I mean intellect? If your brain was dull, let God will rub it. You become very sharp. Very smart. If you easily forget things, when God's word comes, it changes your intellect. Those times, certain things, when they say, ah, she get time, there's no money. Now your intellect has shifted. When they say there's no money, you know there's a huge money somewhere. Where is it in the spirit? It has made you believe things so easily. 
your mindset, your calculator. You don't use Japanese calculator. You use the Holy Ghost calculator. I don't mean at all. They said there is no food for people to, to feed on. How many men? 5,000. Women, you can't count them. Children, am I happy? These men are wicked. They married three, four women, so we cannot count their children. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? And there was no food to feed them. Peter said, Master, what should I make? John gave my collapse. So let's just start attacking them. A little boy whose word, whose mind is being transformed by the word said, I have five loaves of bread and two fishes. Can he do something, sir? I'm still learning. Jesus, being the word, being the word, he didn't need to use their intelligence. He didn't need to use their mindset. He didn't need to use their, their, their calculations. I would mean at all. He needed not to use their intellect, but his, he being the word affected. He said, break it and share it to them. Naturally, he's stupid. But when God's word affects your intellect, it makes you do supernatural things in a natural way. I tell you. It makes you do stupid things without your calculations. And as they began to share it, the people were all fed. The bread increased. You with me? It's the power of the word. It affects your intellect. The word of God affects your emotions. That's why if you're a child of God, allow God's word to affect your emotions. If your emotions is affected by the word of God, God and those days, you easily get angry. You are so agitated. You are so jealous. But when God's word starts coming and affecting your emotions, it changes you. Now you are slow to anger. You are slow to anger. It's affecting your anger system. Those times when you are angry, TV must break. Those times when you are angry, tables must break. Those times when you're angry, everybody must cover the cheek because someone is angry. But when God's word begins to affect you, it changes your emotions. Slow to anger and slow to speak, slow to wrath. It changes your feelings. You forgive easily. Allow God's word to affect you. It changes you. You don't easily get offended. Those who easily get offended, the word of God have not entered them. If you're a child of God, you cannot be offended. Jesus said, blessed is he that is not offended in me. Blessed is the man that is not offended in me. If the word of God affects your emotions, it tames it. It controls it. You don't feel for unnecessary things. You feel for the savings of souls. You just wake up with emotional connections to spiritual things. No canal things. Are you with me at all? So allow God's word to save your intellect, your will, and your emotions. You don't love someone by the human love. Because the human love fades. If God's word affects your emotions, you love from the spirit. If you love her, you love her genuinely. Not because she has been. So whatever she does to you does not affect your love for that person. Love cannot be affected by your actions or deeds. You hear what I said? Love cannot be affected by your actions or your deeds. It takes the Holy Ghost to work on your emotions. I think I'm teaching tonight. It takes the Holy Ghost to affect your emotions. 
So if you don't love me, I still love you. The Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While not when we were righteous, but while we were yet sinners. So as you study the word of God, it affects your emotions. It teaches you to do the right thing. It teaches you to say the right things. So now I'm now this is the foundation. This is my my my, my introduction. Now the Bible is good sweet. <laughs> now enemies to spirituality. The Bible, now this is bonus teaching. Romans chapter eight. Go back to now. Let's go to the mother scripture. I was just laying the foundation. Romans chapter eight verse six. Well, let me read from verse five. From verse five. For they that are after the flesh, can you see there? Do mind the things of the flesh. Their mind is centered on fleshly things. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Look at verse 6. For to be carnally minded is what? Is what? Is death. But to be spiritually minded. Is what? Can we all read it? One to go. Uh huh. One more time. Uh huh. One more time. Okay. For the last time. So, man of God, what are the enemies of spirituality? I have five here, but I'll just give you one or two to the man of God. Is it okay? Enemies of spirituality, number one. Premature contentment. Early arrival. Early arrival. Early arrival. Because, you know, there are some people when they are saved, you know, a lot of pastors today. Now, now every pastor, you listen to this message very well. Every pastor listen to this very well. Every worker, most of us here who have been with it for years, listen to this very well. A lot of us think we have arrived. Why? Because we say, let's lift your voice and speak in church. Just lift your voice. So you think you have arrived. You are content. Because you think you can preach. Some can argue scriptures. So they think they have arrived. Early arrival is an enemy to spirituality. When you think you know, you know, even as I'm preaching this, the people think they know, so they will not pay close attention. Some don't even write when I'm teaching. It's an enemy to spirituality. Yeah. When you assume you know, you stop the flow of knowledge. You hear what I said? 
when you assume you know, you stop the flow of knowledge. Early arrival. I'm just trying to let me be very fast. In Leviticus 6, verse 12. Leviticus 6, verse 12. The Bible says, And the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. Most of you don't longer pray. Those times you used to pray. Like my brother was saying over here, sometimes you used to pray all night prayers, so many things. Most of us, we have stopped it because we think now we have arrived. Some time ago, you used to pray. Now your prayers has dropped. You no longer pray because you think you have arrived. You used to fast. When no one tells you to fast, you no longer fast because you think you have arrived. Most of you used to be very, very evangelistic. You personally used to evangelize. And people are so appreciated because you have led them to Christ. You know, people can testify that through you they met Jesus. Or their spiritual life was made serious. Now you have no longer, you've stopped the evangelism. Most of you think you are up to the task. You are, you are, you are there. At least you have paid the price someday. So you are okay. Early arrival. Where we are? Like this. Most of you think you have a voice. So because of that, he in the Maybe you're a good singer. You don't learn. You don't know how to do voice training. We call for voice training. You don't come. Yeah. Early arrival is an enemy to spirituality. Most of you think that hey, am I preaching today at all? Your yesterday, if your yesterday's spirituality is far more than your today, you have you have failed. Most of you were very consistent in church. And those times you heard all the messages, you said God did everything. Now your consistency has reduced. It's an enemy to your spirituality. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You used to do your quiet time, your foreign rhapsodies, and and, and, and daily guide. And daily power. Now you have stopped. Quiet time is for unbelievers. All those who are now come new babies in Christ. For you, you know Bible. You have read a Bible. Back to back. I thought I've read Bible until I heard Apostle Lehman said he has read the Bible over 55 times. Back to back. I said yes way. I heard Ben Hinn said he has read the Bible over 90 times. I say Christ apostolic. I have a long way to go. I thought I've read the Bible and I heard Pastor Chris say when he saw the scripture, he was shouting in his room yesterday. He couldn't contain it like this. Look at where the man is. He saw scripture and was shouting. I say, hey, most of you are not even looking at scripture. You, you have arrived. They have arrived. They have arrived. <laughs> Right. We can't preach to them. Some them, as I'm preaching, they know the next point I'll give. They know the scripture I'll give. They know the next thing I'll say. They have arrived. Over spiritual. Yeah. 
Don't worry, there's the place you know the same thing I'll mention. Let's be sitting, don't worry. You know, I go to Christian Mercy and the message is the same thing. The same message is the same thing. And I, I was just sitting there, I was watching his live service. I think last two weeks, I was watching a live service. And Pastor Chris said, Let's let's put Second Corinthians chapter five verse seventeen. Put on the screen. Second Corinthians five seventeen. And he said, "If any man be in Christ, and come and see people, whoo, it's a new creation." Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I love it. And the whole church was shouting, "Hey!" I said, "Ah, haven't they seen this scripture before? Is it the first time?" The Lord said, "These people are spiritual." Spiritual. This thing, therefore, if any man being Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You don't know it. You've not heard it before. I was shocked. He was in a live service. He was quoting the scripture. He's in Second Corinthians. There's a script, and he was even looking for it. He was opening the Bible. He was having his ta- a tablet. Let's go with me to Second uh, Corinthians chapter five. And the way he was at, like a new, he was not going to look for a scripture. Certain things we are doing is, is pride and, and pomposity. Verse 17. Alright, let's read it. It's on the screen, okay. That's, I'm just trying to be. Therefore, if any man be in ah, if any man be in that's how I was just doing a thing. And I was just looking at him. Hey, a few on it. Oh, I'm a little scripture on it. And trust me, they all know. Reverend Tom and uncle, they have been following for a year. They know he has been quoting it. Sir. And they were so shocked. I said, hey! I said, I was shocked. The Lord said, this is spirituality. Where you come to church and we lift higher and you are not so familiar to the song. And when you go on, when was the last time you went on your knees in the place of worship? Have we, do you remember the last time you shed a tear because of worship? You no longer cry for worship. Why? You are used to God. You have arrived. He said, and the fire on the altar shall be burned in it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning. Lay the bench offering in order upon it. He shall burn thereon the fat the priest. But this is where I won't go. He said, and the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it. It shall not be put out. He said, the priest shall what? Burn on it every morning. It shall not be put out. Your spirituality shall not be put out. Don't stop. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praying. Amos 6 verse 1 says something profound. Amos 6, verse 1. He said, look at them. No, let me tell you one thing. Relaxation. Relaxation. Write this thing up for yourself. It will help you. Relax, this, re- relaxation is the doorway for degeneration. When you are relaxed in the things of God, you are degenerated. Relaxation. This 21 days of prayer fast, most of them have not planned for it. You have not planned that you are going to be doing it or coming to pray consistently. You have not planned it. 
No one you are relaxed. Most of you are so relaxed. You come to church when you have time. You pray when you have time. You, are, you will soon be degenerated spiritually. You will soon. I was so shocked when I heard a great man of God. A great man of God. On, on Thursday, we heard Samson say it. He said, a very good preacher. He traveled, came back. He said, he's a Muslim. You heard it? Samson said, oh, let me just travel and go and sleep somewhere and come and people come back to church or do spiritual things. They come, they lose their spirituality. <laughs> a man of God, a very great man of God. I forgot his name. I pledge allegiance to the name. What is it? Re reboot. Yeah. Go and check. He has stopped singing. Yeah. He has stopped. I told the man said he has pledged allegiance. Everything. His songs. No, his songs were spiritual songs. What are some of the songs? Eh? Eh? Thank you for giving me to the Lord. I have, I have a life that was so. I don't even know that song. Thank you. Oh, Ale. May you take a shot Oh, Ale. Reboot. Today, he left his wife. He left his children. He said, please, I can't continue this. This thing. He left God, traveled to another country to marry a man. Yeah, Jesus. This man was on fire from his childhood. His songs were crazy. Every song is fire. Now he has left the church. The church has lost him. He has gone to marry a fellow man. Pledge I can tell you, men were once on fire. Today, where are they? You can't find them. Why? They were relaxed. Oh, tomorrow I'll go to church. Oh, next week I'll fast. Oh, tomorrow I'll pray. Oh, yeah. That was a word to them that are at ease in Zion. Those who are relaxed in Zion. Those who are comfortable in Zion. And don't work for their spiritual upbringing. What to them? What to them? Now, the boat was a good man. He's a good man. Oh, he's a good man. And these things don't just start instantly. It starts gradually. Small, small. Small, small. small. Don't judge them. Small, small. Oh, you are here. Very soon you'll be an alcoholic. No bad But don't worry. Those friends you are following will have been making you miss church small small. Who you have been going to drink coke at the beer bar. Now you go with me and start drinking Dongazia. 
is already a five percent smell of five percent. When you just be graduating, you will move from five percent to ten percent. The new of hell is your alomo, onye kasapreko. Contentment. Number two, overactivity. Enemies of spirituality. Number two, overactivity. Overactivity. Now, put this in your mind. Activity does not equal productivity. You know what I said? <laughs> Activity does not equal product. In fact, Activity is not the same as productivity. Intimacy with your maker is superior to activity for your maker. I will explain. Intimacy with your maker is superior to what? Why do I say this? More at times when you come to church and we are worshiping, that is when you are packing things outside the church. That is when you are busy for the church. Intimacy with your maker is what? Is superior to what? Activity for your maker. Jesus came to visit Mary and Martha. They were sitting down. Mary chose to sit by Jesus and hear the word of God. Martha chose to go and cook food for Jesus. The food was for Jesus. Mary was with Jesus. I'm just behind you. I'm I'm not giving you the scriptures. Jesus said. Now, you realize that anytime you are doing something Outside the will of God, you either get emotional or demotional. I don't know what I'm saying, but I think I'm saying something. <laughs> now, Martha came and was offended. He said, Mary, won't you tell this lazy girl to come and help me work? What about you near the And But you're near the and you are telling me to come and uh, do this thing for you. What is wrong with you? Uh, you are telling you are, you are seeing me cooking, and you are telling me you are coming, you are coming, and you are listening to Pastor Jesus or Prophet Jesus, and he's talking, talking, talking. Jesus won't hear to come and tell to come and join me cook for you. Jesus said, "Matter, matter. Why are you so worried about many things?" He said, Mary had chosen the best thing. He said, one thing is needful, and Mary had chosen that thing. 
It's important. As if I came to eat. It is when we are doing service, you see people going outside receiving calls, going outside doing their personal things, moving from here to there, from pillar to post. It's when we are doing service and we are having intimacy with God. That's when you get so busy. Especially opening prayer. People don't like it. Worship! They're not there. Too busy for God is equal to too busy for life. Too busy! Do you know overactivity makes you less spiritual? It's an enemy to spirituality. There are some people too, they are so busy they don't have time to do their quiet time. Too busy they don't have time to pray. Too busy they miss church. Too busy they are not in services. It's an enemy to spirituality. Busy for other stuff but not the things of God. Enemy. Are you here? Number one is what? Uh, number one is what? Early arrival or premature contentment. Number two. Number three. Lack of definite spiritual shadow. Lack of definite spiritual shadow. Lack of definite spiritual shadow. Let's be on our feet and celebrate the man of God. You're welcome, sir. <laughs> wow. Lift your voice and speak in tongues, everybody. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Speak in tongues. Speak in tongues. We worship you. Lift your voice and worship the name of the Lord. Magnify you. We worship your name. 